0: Welcome back to One Conversation, where one conversation can change a life. During this episode, we'll be discussing our relationship with ourselves. We know the importance behind it. Having a great self-relationship is critical, right? And so now, just to let you know, that doesn't mean we are experts on this topic or that we have mastered our own self-relationship. We'll be sharing with you our personal experience and insights on this topic. It's about to get real.
1: Yeah, this topic is something that is so important to me. One of my phrases that I say all the time is how yoga saved my life. And that's for a few different reasons. (laughs) One of them being that yoga taught me about positive affirmations, about loving myself, about having compassion for my body and my feelings and all of that. And when I started doing yoga, that wasn't something that I had done before. So really learning how to take care of myself and how to love myself, how to love the body I'm in, the thoughts I have. how to transform negative into positive thoughts, all of that. Um, It was about my, I think, first year of college when that really started sinking in for me. So I went quite a while not knowing how to do that. Like JC said, we're not experts on this. We're sharing our journeys also, but it's something that's important to all of us.
2: Yeah, I think a lot right now, um, there's probably a lot of listeners and maybe you know, our co-hosts here in the room that probably feel this way as well, but just with quarantine as well, it's really opened up a, a new space, right? To kind of examine that relationship with ourselves because a lot of us are, yeah, spending a lot more time with ourselves, right? Or a lot mm-hmm. more time, perhaps a little more isolated than we're used to being, right? A little less connection with friends and family. And me personally living by myself right now, yeah, it's been a really a really uh, awakening kind of time in my life, right? This whole chapter and getting to kind of have a deeper relationship with just myself and really experiencing what that's like, because yeah, they both mentioned already, none of us are experts. Um, I think everybody, everybody at all times can really benefit from really looking inward and examining the relationship with themselves and perhaps uh, working better, right? To better this relationship we have with ourselves. I feel like it's a pretty common theme that, Sometimes, yeah, we're a lot more difficult on ourselves than we are with other people. And that has a huge effect on the rest of our life. So yeah, whether it be COVID and you're just examining this relationship because of this quarantine, or whether you're just at a place in your life, or maybe you're being a little bit more self-reflective and starting to examine how you're feeling and how that's affecting others, it's a really important thing for all of us to do. So we're really excited to talk more about that today. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, personally, this topic is uncomfortable for me. I'm just being completely honest. Um, And (laughs) I was really reluctant to just share this, you know, but I think on this one conversation podcast, you know, for us, it's really important to be raw, right? And to be honest. And so with that being said, this is something that is very challenging for me, right? Um, And I never really realized this, but, you know, I think I very often avoid, you know, really checking in with myself and doing some of that inner work because, you know, it's hard. Sometimes there's things that I don't want to deal with, right? Um, I guess it's that sense of denial as well. Um, And I think for me, sometimes it's really easy to just kind of avoid that self-relationship because I'm so busy, right? I am a mom of two and I do also a lot of volunteer work and I'm on committees. And so there's always an excuse on why I am able to not practice self Care or work on my self relationship, right? Um, Because I do have a lot going on. I'm also, you know, a lot of people's support system. And so, again, I have so many excuses on why I don't have time to do things for myself. Um, But one thing that I, you know, realize is even if you don't take that time for yourself and to do some of that work, you know, that inner work, you know, life will kind of give you (laughs) what I call, you know, a smack kind of in your face where you realize that there's no escaping that, right? Sooner or later, you really have to do that inner work because you can't love anyone else or you can't do anything for anyone else unless you're doing it for yourself. And so that has definitely happened to me. Um, I have definitely, you know, um, had that bad habit or unhealthy habit of like hitting the gas pedal until I would run out of gas. Right. And then once that would happen, uh, it was like the world just kind of like falling down on me where I am like, oh, my God, I need some self-care. I need to do something for myself like I am in crisis mode. Right. And so that is very unhealthy. Right. And for me, it was like, wow, I know the importance behind self-care. Like, why am I avoiding doing self-care or working on my self-relationship, right? And so I um, I was part of this leadership and my leadership coach, you know, um, was really amazing about just really connecting with me. And she asked me a question that really just like affected me in such a positive way, but in that in that moment, you know, really upset me because it was a question that to me, I've been trying to again, avoid, right. Um, But she would ask me why I wouldn't fill, you know, my love gas tank, you know, she's like, why don't you fill that? Like, do you feel like you're not worth it? You know, she's like, because I've seen you with any task or activity. She's like, you exceed your you do it so well. And she's like, but anytime we do an activity where it's like, talking about your feelings or doing some of that inner work, she, uh, I've noticed that you really struggle with it, right? It's very challenging for you. And so when she asked me that question, I couldn't even answer it. I was just shocked that she kind of called me out. you <laughs> know? I was like in my head, like, really? Um, But it really upset me because she was right. You know, I would avoid doing that inner work. I would avoid those uncomfortable activities, right? And it was because I did not want to take a look at myself and realize that i was avoiding a lot of issues that i had to take care of and also that i was you know providing for everyone else but really kind of even neglecting myself right and so um you know, again, like I mentioned, life has taught me that I can't do that. Um, I realized that I need to talk to a therapist again, I need to work on myself, because I was really struggling at that time. And again, this is a working progress. You know, like Brianna mentioned, this is all a journey for us. We're not masters at this. Um, this is not something that we are great at. We're all working on this. And it's a working progress. And it's something that I continue to work on, because it's a continuum. Um, but some of the things that have really helped me, right, not just through therapy, but also so just, you know, working on this at a day to day basis is to really let go of, you know, my inner critic, right? Because I've noticed that I would set such, you know, high expectations for myself, or I would put so much pressure on my shoulders that no one else was putting on me. It was really pressure that I was putting on myself, right? Um, or even like dwelling on small mistakes, even though, you know, I know that no one's perfect, that we all make mistakes. But if I made the smallest mistakes or would forget something, I was so difficult on myself. And so I started realizing that those little stressors would add up and cause me to feel anxious, right? And just feel like I had anxiety, feel like I was failing and I don't like feeling that feeling. So. I started letting go of little things. I started realizing that, hey, I can't do everything on my by myself. You know, I can't have these high expectations if I'm also limited on time, or if my plate is full, you know, and really letting go of those little things that really add up. And it has helped. It's not easy. It's something that I have to remind myself of. There's times where I want to volunteer myself for something. But then I take a step back and I'm like, wait, (laughs) actually, you know what, I don't need that extra pressure right now. I would love to help. But when my plate is not as full, I will make sure to do that, right? Um, I also started speaking to myself very differently. So and Lisa and I have had conversations on this very often, right? When we're like, you know, um, the way that we sometimes speak to ourselves is not a way that we would speak to anyone ever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, God, I practice kindness, I practice empathy with everyone else, right? I try to be mindful of what I say, I try to be kind, I try to use words that will uplift someone. And I'm like, why am am not doing that with myself? Like I am so hard on myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, here and there, when I'm going through a crisis situation, of course, I use affirmations, and I do my little sticky notes, right, to kind of make sure that I'm listening to the, some of those positive messages, um, or just seeing them. But you know, it's not something that you should do when you're just in a crisis situation. It's something that we need to practice every day. So one thing that I have been practicing and that honestly has helped me is every morning when I wake up before I even get on my phone or before I start my day or before I get up from bed, I start telling myself positive things out loud. And it's funny because sometimes my partner is like, who are you talking to, right? And I'm like, <laughs> no one, but really I'm like myself, right? Um, but I'm literally saying stating these things out loud and I'm like, JC, you're gonna have a great day. You got this, you know, um, you're awesome, you're amazing. And it has really helped me, right? Just even like hearing it, not just saying it in my mind, but really hearing it um, has helped me really believe it. And then also another thing that has really helped helped me um is to slow down and just connect the dots you know especially when you're a mom or you're just a busy person we're on the go right it's like we're always you know on the run even though sometimes you don't even have a specific time where you need to get somewhere but because you're just so used to going fast and just going being on the go um you tend to hurry yourself up for everything right you're like moving fast like my mother-in-law always has to remind me like you know, there's no hurry, like, you don't have to move so quickly, like you move so fast. And it's just her way of reminding me, like, slow down, it's okay, there's no hurry, you know, take your time. And I really appreciate those reminders. Because again, it's kind of a habit that I've gotten into. And um, I have really told myself, you know, slow down, take the time to connect the dots. Sometimes we notice that certain things are triggering us or really bother us or, Can be really challenging you know during a specific time of our life right and you don't know exactly why that is challenging for you or why you have you know issues in regards to that and then when you actually take the time and you slow down and you think about your childhood and you think about all the trauma or experience you have ever had right whether it's in your home or at school or with others You start realizing, like, oh, that's right. Like, that's what's triggering me. Yeah, that's right. Like, that was traumatic. Or even talking to your therapist, you know, because sometimes you can't see things for yourself and someone has to point it out or highlight it. And, you know, one thing that my therapist really helped me with is, you know, one of my biggest insecurity, which was my body image, you know, and I told her it was getting so bad that I did not want to take a vacation. I did not want to be seen. I felt very insecure about the way that i looked and it affected everything it affected you know me creating great memories with my children it, it instead of me being able to be happy in the moment i was just focused on what i looked like right and um, i told her at times it doesn't matter you know, what my weight is at. So it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, small or bigger or whatever, it was just an insecurity that I had. Because even if I was at a weight that I was, you know, um, that was my goal, or that I was working towards, you know, I would still find a way to be unhappy about my body, right. And so Shiri made me realize that I've had this insecurity since I was a child. And that is when it started, right? Because comments were made consistently, almost at an everyday basis, that I started believing and that was that has been in my head and in my mind and has become kind of a norm for me um but i did not realize that you know until she pointed it out and it was really like an aha moment for me where I was just like, you know what? I never thought about that. You are completely right. And I need to work on this, you know? And it's part of me doing some of that inner work, you know, and creating a positive self relationship and reminding myself that no matter what I look like, I'm still awesome. I'm still beautiful. I'm still me, right? And that doesn't define me. And so it's a work in progress. Do I still struggle sometimes? Of course. Right. But it's constantly working on myself or reminding myself that, you know, that does not define me. I'm going to be happy happy regardless um, and I deserve to work on myself like I am worthy of that and it's sometimes an issue for a lot of us right where we don't feel like we are worthy of it right um that we're not worthy of a lot of other things as well and so it's constantly reminding myself like no I am worth it I deserve time to myself there's no shame of course when you're a parent you tend to put your children first but it's such a great example to show them that you know you have to work on yourself as well so that when They're a parent. They're able to have some of that self, you know, positive relationship um, and practice that self love. So I definitely have come a long way. Um, I have to ask for help sometimes because you know that's one of my also other challenge that I have had in the past where it's like, I don't like asking for help in any uh, capacity. (laughs) I just like feeling like, you know, I'm able to do things on my own. But I've noticed the importance behind asking for help, right. And knowing that It takes a team and it really does take a village for everything you know um, your work life your social life you know um, your family life so i have learned that there's times where i need to work on myself and i can't do that if i am taking care of everyone else so i need that break i need to ask for that help and just say hey i really need those 30 minutes or that hour to just really be able to connect with myself right And so, um, you know, for those that are listening that have a hard time asking for help, it's not as easy as being able to pick up the phone and do that right now. But I just want to say that it takes strength to be vulnerable. It takes strength to be able to reach out to someone, right? And it's something to be proud of. Like, it's not something that you should feel ashamed of. And that has taken me a really long time to realize, but, you know, it has really changed my life. Like, I mean that it has really changed my life to be able to reach out and ask for help and just say, hey, I am having a hard time. Like, yeah, I am not myself right now. I need time to myself. I need to connect with myself. Um, And so, you know, if you are struggling through that, just know that you can always connect with someone that can support you, you know, through that transition and be able
1: to help you be able to be vulnerable and reach out for help. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for going through that, for being vulnerable and talking about your, your journey with this. I love that you brought up positive affirmations because I know I brought it up at the beginning and you talked about it a little bit. So let's go through what those actually are. Um, positive affirmations, they are statements that you may or may not believe about yourself, but you repeat to yourself over and over until you start believing and living out that they are true because they are. So it could be like JC was mentioning, saying that she's worthy of that time, that she's worthy of loving herself. She is worthy of taking care of herself. Um, Personally, I had one today. You can see I did not do my hair for the podcast today and I had to tell myself (laughs) an affirmation my worth is not defined by whether or not my hair is done and curled for this podcast. Like I'm still able to contribute content to this, especially (laughs) here being 34 weeks pregnant. I'm like, okay, do I want to (laughs) be able to change a load of laundry later? Or do I want to be able to do my hair? Like I only have a limited (laughs) amount of energy I have to choose. (laughs) So I chose that I will be doing a load of laundry later, but it's just a good reminder and that's not even one that I need to repeat to myself like over and over, you know, that's just one that I just needed in that moment um, to say, you know what, I still have worth and I deserve to take care of myself in whatever way I need to take care of myself right now. Um, Our mind is so powerful. The fact that repeating things to ourselves like that can actually change the way that we are living out our lives is incredible i i'm just always blown away when i think about how powerful our mind is and that we can really direct our actions our thoughts and really just so much about our lives through shifting over to positive thoughts i am personally a fan of inspirational quotes and one thing that i do is Well, you know, when I'm scrolling Instagram and I'll see an inspirational quote, I'll like it or save it or take a screenshot of it, maybe if I'm sending it to someone, something like that. And then when I'm having a hard day... Sometimes I'll look back through my Instagram likes or saves or my screenshots on my phone and I'll actually go through and find some quotes that had worked for me in the past that maybe in that moment I decided to double click that to like it or to screenshot it, you know, so it was valuable to me in that moment back then. I like to go through and refresh myself on those because it's kind of like a past Brie saying to current Brie, like, hey, I got you. I know that you're feeling this. but we've been here before we got past it so we're gonna get past it again and that's just one of my tips for kind of turning around that negative self-talk into positive self-talk is reminding yourself that not only have I mean even if it's a new experience maybe you've had some similar feelings that have come from it you know being scared worried frightened, things like that, um, you can go back and remind yourself, like, we've done this before, we're going to do it again. And I've just, I've always loved inspirational quotes. I mean, if you just Google words that you're thinking of or something that you're going through, and then you click on images and you just see all the quotes, that's one of my favorite things to do too. Mm -hmm. There's so many creative words out there. It's kind of like how artists say that they sing songs that they could never have conversations about because that's just how they get that out there is through singing um kind of the same thing for me is i'll look at a quote and be like that is how i'm feeling right now yes i could not say it but they said it (laughs) and now it's landing in my screenshot folder on my phone So one account that I ended up finding on Instagram, <laughs> uh, I was actually going through my Instagram saves in preparation for this episode, because I was like, oh, I got to have a golden one in there somewhere. And sure enough, I came across this one. They always seem to find you at the right time. You know, the ones mm-hmm. that you need, they, they really find you. So this one is from The Holistic Psychologist, is the name of the Instagram And it's talking about self-betrayal versus reparenting self. All right, now let me explain that. So we not only in our work, work with children and people who um, are now adults who either are experiencing trauma as children or did experience trauma as children and are now recovering uh, from that as adults. Like JC was saying, we don't always think about all the things that we have been through. Uh, But we deal with a lot of that in our work, and I know that some of us have personal experiences with it as well of growing up with trauma. And so that, if you're not growing up in a home where self-love is something that is a daily occurrence or is even something that is talked about, uh, like I said, I didn't really learn it until my first year of college when I started going to yoga. It wasn't something that was really instilled. And I think that can be common for people who have a lot going on in their homes, um, people, you know, that is, like I said, that we work with that have trauma in their homes. And so you kind of grow up with this self-talk that isn't necessarily the most healthy for you. And sometimes we have to do what's called reparenting ourselves. So it's taking information that you know now and going back and working through some of that and saying, okay. This is how I grew up. This is what I learned. However, I know this now. And so I'm going to go back and make myself rephrase any of those negative thoughts that mm-hmm. I thought I needed to believe growing up so that now I don't have to believe those anymore. I can be where I am uh, today as far as what I've learned. And I, I can, yeah, just reteach myself through that. I love that so self-betrayal, so we're gonna, I'm gonna give you a self-betrayal statement versus the reparenting ourselves. So how you turn that around. So the self-betrayal would be I cannot trust my own words to myself. The reparenting of yourself, you would phrase that to I keep small promises to myself daily. So it's putting it in the positive of I can't do this, I, I can't do this, I never do this. Turn it into, but I can do this. I am able to do this. I actively engage in this. Focus on the positive of what you are doing. Self-betrayal statement would be, I'm looking for someone to save, fix, or rescue me. Versus reparenting yourself into, I honor my inner child that needed to feel safe and didn't. So we honor those experiences. We don't say we have to forget about them. We obviously have things to learn from them because we're here, we're talking about it. So you honor that experience, but you know that you are hopefully in a better place now and that you have the ability to make choices in your life that are healthy, that are productive, while still honoring that you had those previous experiences. Another self-betrayal statement, I fear saying no. <laughs> Big one. Hello. Big one. I can attest to that one. Um, <laughs> you know, there's that movie Yes Man, but I'm a yes woman. <laughs> like JC was saying <laughs> on all the volunteers and committees and all of that. Oh my gosh, I, I can definitely relate. And then you sit back one day and you you think, oh my gosh, when do I actually have time to do all of this? <laughs> So that's mm-hmm. the, the self-betrayal is I fear saying no. You can reparent that into no is an expression of self-love. JC, I know we're on the same page when I say that one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> saying no is oh, an ex-
2: <laughs>
1: is an expression of self-love because that is, t- that is putting yourself first. That is saying, I know that you need this from me or that you want this from me, but I'm prioritizing what I need from me, and that needs to come before what another person needs from me. And I know we talked about this in our self-care episode way back when, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to make sure that you are working on yourself, that you have that love and compassion to give before you can give of it. Like JC was saying about the gas tank you know, if I'm reading on E, I'm not going to volunteer to give my neighbor a ride to the grocery store. I got to go put gas in my car. <laughs> and then maybe after that, sure. But I can't take you right now because I got to put gas in my car. So that can relate over into so many different situations that we have throughout our life of, I could do this for you right now, but would it be good for both of us? Would it be good for maybe just one of us, like you need it to be good for yourself first. I know that can be so hard. And I know that I'm coming up on being a parent here. And I'll probably listen back and be like, oh, I don't know how to do that anymore. (laughs) With this little (laughs) human that I'm going to be I'm sure putting putting first. But it's a good reminder for me, you know, to keep that even when I'm in those instances where I'm like, I haven't thought about myself in weeks. It's just all been about this other person. It's so important to still take that time to make sure that your cup is full because the other person's not going to be getting the best version of you if you aren't functioning as the best version of yourself through taking care of yourself, making sure that you have that positive self-talk going on. And it really comes back to boundaries and,
2: you know, we are going to spend further episodes talking about boundaries, but really that's, that's such a crucial element to our self identity and our relationship with ourself. And a great example of boundaries is just that last statement, recognizing when to say no, recognizing when I can take something on and when maybe something is just too much for me or doesn't serve me. Um, But it's really difficult because I think, and this is, seems to be a general consensus in the room of kind of how we feel about this but we all tend to instead of really sometimes leaning in examining what we're going through and really assessing that relationship instead we sometimes tend to lean out right and it's a lot easier to pour ourselves into other relationships like jc was saying it's a lot easier for her sometimes to instead of dialing it back and having that conversation it's easier to be on that committee and and you know running the soccer team and and just being fulfilling all these other roles instead of taking that moment and fulfilling that role and honoring right that role with yourself and how important it is to maintain that relationship and there's so many cultural ways i feel like we just are really um fundamentally insecure about a lot of things and especially as women and i was so appreciative when jc brought up her own self-identity and issues with body image. And I can say that, yeah, that's been, I think my biggest issue since I've been pretty much a, a conscious adult, since I could start worrying about that. I, I had been worrying about that. And even today, um, and I will share this out. I'll be vulnerable with our listeners. I, I, in high school I was, I was much heavier. So I was over, um, and I, I, didn't get a scale at the time. I think when you, when you're like heavy and you reach a certain weight, like you're not the type that's like, let me buy a scale and jump on that. Yeah. No. So, uh, the last time I weighed myself in, I was about 200 pounds. So it was probably, uh, you know, 20, 30 pounds heavier than that in high school. I've lost, um, a decent amount of weight, but even throughout that process, um, even now, even at times where I was my lowest weight. I think the most ironic thing was recognizing that even at that state, I still had things to complain about. I still had things that I was like, oh, but this and oh, but these extra five pounds or this like (laughs) this cellulite or these stretch marks. Like it was just I realized, you know, like women, I just don't think we're ever really meant to feel good enough about ourselves. And I don't (laughs) think, again, that's just singular experience to this room. I think it's really, you know, all women and, and men have. Vastly, their own insecurities, right? That's kind of marketed to them and and constant pressure to be something they're not. We all have that pressure to be something we're not all the time that we can't quite match up to. And so, of course, right, we are coming out and having episodes about the importance of your self relationship because that's the effect of it, right? If we have that much influence just to begin with um, and not even not even looking at that influence along with our own trauma and our own things that go on that, you know, really impact our self relationship. So it really is a process. It's really just an ongoing work in progress for all of us. I think there's been times where I've had conversations with, young people as I'm counseling them and and talking to them about relationship stuff. And I never in sessions, I never try to make it about me. But if anything, um, I I do try to share that, you know, this experience you're having is not just with you. We're all working on relationship stuff. Even I'm the one here telling you relationship advice. I don't even have it figured out, right? Like we're all doing as long as we have good intentions, like we're on the right path, right? And taking care of ourselves. So it really is. It's so important that we continually examine how we speak to ourselves i know Mm -hmm. know jc mentioned earlier i talk to myself in ways that i would be i would be appalled like if i heard heard anyone else speaking to somebody else the way i talk to myself i'd be like oh my god are you kidding me right now like no you know know? but Mm -hmm. with me like the dialogue in my own head sometimes like i'll take a step back like after that moment or just take a breath and i'm like whoa right like you don't deserve that you, you know? So it's really, it's really interesting. Cause I think, you know, there's maybe a lot of listeners out there too, that identify with that as well, right. That we have a really kind of nasty inner dialogue that we would never have with anyone else. Or we have expectations for ourselves that we would like never ask of anyone else. We'd be like, Oh my gosh, of course we don't have those expectations. But with me, different story, right? Me, mm-hmm. it's like, like you got to keep going. You have to hit these expectations. And Yeah. And I think this came up a couple of times that if you continue to do that, you're only going to burn out. Right. Like you're only going to hit a point where you're going to have to face that relationship. No amount of other projects you can dump yourself into, no amount of running from it or avoiding it or, you know, just trying to take everything on and not set boundaries. Like it's never going to help the problem. It's always going to be coding over a challenge or an issue or just like that introspection you need to be having with yourself and you're and you're putting yourself second you're really prioritizing kind of all these other things first and we don't deserve that and it's also important right especially if we're in the role of maybe soon to be parent or a parent or a friend uh, a mm-hmm. sister or a mother whatever it is whatever your role is you know at some point you know we have to be good for our relationships right we have to be good for our kids mm-hmm. and our family and mm-hmm. our friends and our loved ones and we just really can't do that. So if you think, you know, overextending and just being there for friends and family, not taking that time for you is like the way to honor them. It's really not because they're not Mm -hmm. getting the best parts of you. And that's what they want, right? If you're in a relationship with somebody, that's really should be uh, kind of what you're really looking for, right? And really trying to engage in and kind of draw out of them, right? Is that best version of themselves? So that's, I think, really important. Just dialogue right to start changing in our head we talked in our domestic violence episode a few other episodes that sometimes in you know violent or abusive relationships sometimes that dialogue starts to really affect that victim right maybe you deserve Mm -hmm. this behavior Mm -hmm. you're not good enough you're not loved and over time it doesn't matter who we are we begin to internalize that and so if we're creating our own negative self dialogue that's going to be way more impactful because we're we can do that all the time we can have that message just on loop right replaying in our head and yeah that could be even more damaging right like that dosage of how much we're hearing that and and affecting ourselves on that level and so we encourage all of our listeners out there to really take some time maybe next time you stub your toe or you do something wrong on your computer right maybe you have that reaction for yourself like just take a moment and examine that reaction what is that reaction what does that sound like when you are criticizing yourself or examining Mm -hmm. yourself what does that sound like we encourage all of you even if it's just starting there examine what that sounds like right take a little snapshot of how you kind of react to yourself and from there start to decide whether or not that serves you or whether or not you feel like other people would deserve that behavior and then really think about well if you don't think other people would deserve that behavior you definitely don't right so Mm -hmm, we really mm -hmm. encourage everyone out there you all deserve to take time for yourself no matter who you are and what you do and what your job and what your role is we all deserve to take that time we all deserve to tell ourselves that we're worthy because I don't care who you are what you're going through where you come from does not matter at all we're all worthy of self-respect and respect from others so on that note we have a really great meditation. We always do a meditation, but Brie actually has a compassion themed meditation. So such a great way to close out this episode, really kind of breathing in that compassion with all
1: of us. So Brie, thank
2: you for leading this meditation today.
1: Yeah, I was looking for one. And just so our listeners know, There are so many resources. If you Google self-love meditation, self-compassion meditation, there are so many guided meditations that come up. It was actually kind of difficult to find a quick one that was written. There were so many that were guided videos, which if you're doing it for yourself, totally makes sense because it's a little hard to close your eyes and be deep breathing when you're reading a script. So I highly recommend. (laughs) Yeah. Highly recommend either listening to some of our podcast episodes at the very end for our meditations and maybe using those or just Googling self compassion, um, guided meditation and you'll, see videos that come up so that you can follow along. If there's something that you want to follow along with that maybe we haven't done yet here on our meditation, but we're going to dive into this one. So we're going to find a comfortable place to sit, get comfy in whatever chair or seat you are currently sitting in. Go ahead and close your eyes. And if it feels comfortable, you could put a hand over your heart or another soothing place that makes you feel comforted on your body as a reminder to bring it not just awareness, but loving awareness to your experience and to yourself. Take some deep, relaxing breaths, noticing how your breath nourishes your body as you inhale and how the exhale soothes your body. That inhale is nourishing, and that exhale is soothing. Take a few deep breaths. Now you can start to let your breathing find its own natural rhythm, continue feeling that sensation of breathing in and breathing out. If you're comfortable with it, you can allow yourself to be gently rocked by the rhythm of your breathing. Find what feels natural and loving. Now focusing your attention on your in-breath, let yourself savor the sensation of breathing in noticing how your in-breath nourishes your body breath after breath and then release now as you're breathing breathe in something good for yourself whatever you need perhaps something like warmth kindness compassion love You can just feel it, or you can picture a word or an image, if that helps. Breathe that in. Now shift your focus to your out breath. Feeling your body breathe out, feeling the ease of exhalation. Now call to your mind, someone whom you love or someone who is struggling and needs compassion right now, visualize that person clearly in your mind. Begin directing your out-breath to that person, offering the ease of breathing out to them. If you wish, you can intentionally send warmth and kindness, something good to this person with each out breath, just like you gave it to yourself with each in breath. Now letting go of what you or the other person may need and just focusing on the sensation Of breathing compassion in and sending something good out you can say to yourself in for me and out for you or one for me and one for you if you wish you can focus a little more on yourself or the other person or just let it be an equal flow, whatever feels right in that moment. Can also send something good to more than one person, maybe more than one person came up. Each one gets a turn in your exhales. Allow your breath to flow in and out like the gentle movement of the ocean. A limitless boundless flow flowing in and flowing out let yourself be a part just a part of this limitless boundless flow an ocean of compassion for yourself and for whoever came to mind Slowly bring yourself back to the room. You can wiggle toes, wiggle fingers. Whatever felt really relaxed, just awaken that, that part of your body again. Open your eyes. Make yourself aware of your room. And remember, That we take care of ourselves in the inhale before we take care of others in the exhale. That was so nice. I say that
2: after the end of every meditation, but that, (laughs) something about that, like connection with my heart, too, that was really, really lovely. Um, But thank you, Bree. Thank you so much for that. That was a lovely way to close this episode out. And unfortunately, and I'm so happy that JC uh, really got vulnerable and shared her part first because mm-hmm. lovely internet tech issues that we all are so used to dealing with in this day and age. Uh, JC jumped off at some point with internet issues, but I'm so happy again, she was on with us and was able to share all that um, incredible, vulnerable, just considerations for her and really great things, I think, for other people to really think about and their own selves and so again we really encourage our listeners take time for yourself we all none of us are perfect at it you're not you know in in the face of experts who are saying that like we have it all figured out and this is for you no we have to do this work all the time that's why we Mm -hmm. meditate together Mm -hmm. at the end of these right and there's a lot of ways in which we're continually checking in having these conversations because again our culture just doesn't really support that, right? It's kind of like really up to us to promote the relationship we have with ourselves. And one funny just little mention on that, I heard something the other day and I was like thinking about it as we were kind of going through and just especially when I was kind of talking about, you know, our, our culture and the the impact, the expectations, right? And all the stress and, and, you know, how our culture really impacts us in that relationship. And I saw a funny video the other day and someone was like, why did our culture make it normal that I can't like my own videos or pictures? I posted it. I clearly posted it because I like it, right? Like, of course, Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's a super weird thing, right? And like, you know, she was like, yeah, why am I going to get like shamed if I'm liking my own pictures? they are mine I took the picture clearly yeah because I thought it was cool so I was like mm-hmm. huh you know just and again it's just like a funny little connection moment there to think about there's so many ways in which our culture really just does not honor us slowing down mm-hmm. taking time for ourselves and celebrating who we are right now and understanding that we, we may all have work that we could do but realistically that we're worthy as this state right as you're sitting here today so again listeners you're amazing remember that from all of us here at One Conversation. But we really appreciate you being a part of this whole discussion today, hopefully taking something away from this, hopefully just knowing that maybe you're not alone, right, And doing this work. And it's just giving you a little bit more of a, a push and a little bit more comfort in you exploring this for yourself. So we really appreciate you listening in today. Thank you very much. And we hope to see you next time for another conversation.